Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. Yes, I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. The episode you've been waiting for. Are you a dick sucker, Clitorati? Happy National Dick Sucking Day to our dick givers and receivers. <laughs> We're here today to increase your slob knob skills and give that cock in your life profound pleasure. We have celebrities expert Taomi Morgan back to teach us how to up our dick sucking game. Hell yeah. Yeah. Come back. I just want to say, I feel honored that you would bring me on this episode (laughs) because not only am I a lingam linguist, but I am a throat goat as well. And so one of my favorite things to teach. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. I've already learned something. (laughs) Me too. I'm putting that in my resume. (laughs) You, You have to. I mean, if apparently if you suck dick good enough you can get a Birkin bag you can also get some other expensive gifts you know it's just a matter of leveraging your head game (laughs) leveraging your head game you really gotta get your head in the game You, you really do because like all the rappers sing about it you know they're like if she sucks me good enough I'll get her a bag. And I'm like, so how come at this point, maybe maybe I got to suck a rapper's dick because I'm like, where's my bags? Where is You're like, where's my, my bag? Where's my Where's Birkin? my Birkin? Where's my goddamn Birkin? Oh my gosh. That's really funny to me because my, my, my hubby does not ask for blowjobs. And so I take on offering them because maybe he forgets to ask. And I'll literally be like, do you want a blowjob <laughs> or just penetration? I could do either one. Let's just have some fun. He'll be like, no, I don't want a blowjob. I'm like, damn. Oh, really? I don't know. Wow. I mean, I yeah. think some people just aren't into it. Like, yeah. I'm more of a giver than receiver. I don't mind receiving, but I've had so many horrible experiences in receiving that I just don't ask for it. So maybe that's his case where like, he just had mm. some stuff happen or go down in previous mm. relationships, or maybe it seemed too forced in re- previous relationships mm. that he's just like gave up on even trying. Cause mm. I hear a lot of guys say that they're just like, eh, mm. it's cool yeah. if it happens, but meh. My mm. husband would be really happy if I was better at it. Oh, well, you're gonna <laughs> learn some things today. You're gonna yes. learn today. You're gonna learn today. I'm kind of complaining. I'm a complaining dick sucker. So help me. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay. All right. So like, let's just jump right in. Let's, I feel like the puns are endless with this, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to refrain. Um, So, so break it down for us. How do you, you know, how do you approach solid dick sucking session like what are like what do we, where do we start is it a mindset you know what it actually is a mindset so katie says she's a complainer like 
if you are a person that just doesn't really care for it and it feels more like a chore than it does a pleasure, then just don't do it. Like I always say this, right? Just because something is an option doesn't mean it's an option for you. And mm. then if your partner really wants to experience this, then you can, you know, kind of compromise on, or rather, I don't, I don't like the word compromise. You could come to a middle ground with something that you can do that feels similar, but isn't the full thing. You see what I'm mm. saying? Okay. So it's definitely a mindset. Like you have to go into it um, with the this idea that, it's like worship of his lingam, you know, his sacred mm. rod. So these are like tantric terms that I use to bring more sacredness to our genitals. Um, and then cleanliness is next to godliness, unless you're into the whole like sneaky balls thing. Like I know, Lindsay, you said you like sweaty balls. So I like a sweaty ball. <laughs> yeah. So if you're into it, then maybe not. But if you aren't into it, then thorough cleaning of the lingam, of the penis, of the dick, whatever you want to call it before you go into it. Um, and I literally treat it like worship, right? So a whisper to the dick before you oh. go into licking it or sucking it or anything. And, and unless you're into, um, as, as what someone phrased on Twitter, Sucking dick from the ground floor, meaning when it's flaccid and then feeling it grow in your mouth. Highly suggest that you don't do that and suck it when it's hard. Because some guys feel insecurities around their flaccid dick. You know what I mean? So um, doing the things that encourage an erection, you know, the visual stimulation, the the sexy sensual talk the egging on or even just rubbing up against it like I know if I just rub my ass up against him or if I kiss like I, I'm a very good kisser so kissing boom instantaneous erections you know so mm. from there what it's because it, it it pretty much reduces how much work you have to do when it's hard instead of trying to suck it when it's flaccid because mm. it's just almost like giving mouth to mouth to somebody who's fucking passed out like. You don't know how long it's going to take for them to come back to life. And you don't know how long it's going to take for that dick to come to life. It's like, bruh, how much? Wait, how so, long? So funny. I like So what are you? Okay, so if we can't suck the dick until it's hard, like, what are we doing before it's hard? Like, what are we, what are we just like flopping around down there? Like, well, no, I mean, you don't even want to, like, you don't even want to go down there until, like, that's if you because I don't mind sucking it when it's soft because I just like dick in my mouth, period. Um, but if you don't want to suck it from the soft state, then before you before the pants come off or shorts or you know underwear or whatever, you're doing whatever you know inspires the erection. And mm -hmm. then you do the great reveal. And then you go down. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so it's like a little bit of a tease, you know, a little song and dance. So if you know your partner, you know what turns them on. And you do those things. So like for me, it's kissing, it's touching, it's eye gazing, um, it's whispering in the ears, blowing some breath. It's, and, and I really feel it in my partner's body. So if I'm kissing and I'm kissing his neck and I feel the little like thump, I'm like, ah, oh, okay, he's getting hard. Let me stay right here in this spot. And then mm. I'll go down to the nipples, you know, and tickle the nipples. And, and then if I'm feeling his dick getting harder and harder, now I'll go down to like really check, right? So do a little hard hardness check. 
and kind of squeeze and just rub. And then that squeezing and rubbing just like encourages more blood flow too. And so even if he's not like hardcore solid rock, as long as he has a little, like, like a little hardness more than being on flaccid, like that's cool because then when you put your mouth on it, then it's going to respond even more and it's going to start to get harder. So, um, you know, I, I like to call it like foreplay mm-hmm. for, for the penis, you know, and warming it up. Love it. All right. Love I like it. that. All right. Massage so- helps too. Like hand, like, so hand, you know, doing some hand tricks, um, just kind of like tugging on it a little bit. So you'll take one hand and you'll start at the base and you're just like squeeze. Cause since, since it's going to be soft when it first starts out, you can kind of squeeze and tug on it a little bit. And that just kind of encourages blood flow. You could take like both of your thumbs. So you could put the bottom of the penis in the palms of your hand and just take like both of your thumbs and kind of stroke back towards the head. Oh, that's nice. You know? And yeah. you can do this with, um, with or without lubrication. So, because sometimes a little bit of friction in the beginning can feel good, but then once it gets harder, you want to add a little more lubrication. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just do like a little lingam massaging before to kind of like increase and encourage blood flow into his erectile tissues. Um, and then, what kind of, for the beginning lingam massage, like what kind of pressure are you doing? Is it pretty light? Is it a light touch or is there a little bit of pressure? A little bit of pressure. Um, you know, the balls are more sensitive than the actual like shaft, but then everybody's penis is going to be different depending on if he's circumcised or uncircumcised. Mm-hmm. So um, just add a little pressure, but not like like deep tissue shiatsu massage. Like, just, <laughs> right. You know what no. I mean? Like a little pressure with the thumb. Like a Swedish massage. Right, right. And then like check in with him, like, is that pressure okay? And I, you know, what I also find is helpful too, is just like requesting for him to relax. Because mm. even when he's supposed to be receiving, um, he's so like pent up about trying to perform or look a certain way. Cause if he wa- if he really likes getting blowjobs and he watches that type of porn a lot, he may get into his head like he has to sound a certain way, look a certain way, be a certain way. And so if you just like encourage him to relax and just enjoy what he's feeling and give you feedback, then that allows him to like actually sink deeper into the feeling of what's happening and just enjoy being pleased and pleasured without having to perform. I think Mm -hmm. that's really a, a good advice for anyone, you know, giving oral to anybody of anywhere on the gender. You know, I know when I go down on girls, Letting mm-hmm. them know to just relax makes the biggest difference in the world. So it would make sense that it would make sense for men too. And I know for me, it, it like when some when I don't feel like I have to put on a show, that sense of relaxation makes it so much easier to climax. Yes, absolutely. Because I mean, when are men actually encouraged to relax? You know, when when men are having sex, whether it's like with whatever gender, it's always like. They have to be the dominant ones. They have to be in control. And then when it's time for them to actually just be on the receiving end and be the bottom, so to speak, they're still not in that relaxed mode of just being able to enjoy, you know, and mm-hmm. I've dealt with a lot of men who have performance anxiety. I mean, dealing with me, a goddess, you know, it's like not right. always the the easiest thing to relax. And so when I do come with that nurturing spirit and just encouraging them to relax and just like breathe through it, it's amazing how 
their bodies open up and how their dicks respond. And I love like whispering to the dick because they just jump a little bit and I'm like, oh, no. it's okay. I got you. Like, what do you, like, oh. what do you whisper to the dick? Like, what kind of stuff do you say? Yeah. So I'm literally whispering, um, positive affirmations and then things that I want to do to it. And it's literally a whisper. Like I'm not speaking to the owner. I'm like, this is a conversation between him and me. And I'll also do some like connection at the heart, right? So before I even go into the whisper, I'll put one hand on his chest over his heart center and then one hand over his genitals. So that's like cupping the balls and the dick at the same time and just doing a little bit of energy work, like just connecting the heart to the genitals and just sending that energy down. And then I'll bring my hands down and then I just cup both hands around and I'll just start doing my whispers. I'll be like, relax. You are loved. I think you are so delicious. I can't Mm -hmm. wait to have you in my mouth. You are amazing. Thank you for pleasing me. I can't wait to feel you inside of me. Like I just like start saying these different mm-hmm. affirmations. Yeah. And it's amazing. Like it's just me sending energy into his body and then the body just responds. And also the heat from my breath is also playing in that too. So I do that just like as a prep and then I'll go into like my hand strokes Um, like massage or whatever, and also massaging the pelvic region. So his mom's and his like inner thighs, like the bikini area or whatever. Mm. And um, just encouraging blood to just flow into the shaft. And then once I see it growing in its erection, then that's when I start doing the things with my mouth. Mm. Okay, I have never, you know, so it's you're the dick whisperer, apparently. The dick and whisperer, I've, yes. I've never even thought to do that, but it actually makes so much sense. Like, you know, if we're, you know, they say like affirmations can affect water and we're what, like, like 75% water or something like that. It makes sense why that would actually make a difference. I'm going to try that. I'm going to be a dick whisperer too. Try it. Yeah, because it's really about the intention, you know? Yeah. Why I talk to my fruit trees in my patio. I think it helps them grow. Yeah. (laughs) No, but it does. They respond like they're living beings, you know what I mean? And so, Mm -hmm. but then think about this though. How often has a man actually had his dick worshipped? You know, like. Yeah. Actually doted on and loved on and not just beat the fuck up. He doesn't even do it for himself. So imagine, you know, the partner in his life who really just adores and honors not only him, but his genitals, like just speaking life to him and encouraging him to relax. That's just like a, a very powerful thing to kind of practice because it doesn't happen often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I'm definitely that. I, it's like mind blowingly how simple, but how much that is going to change my dick sucking game. I'm telling you. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> Look, 
I've been doing it not, for a while. So I'm telling yeah. you, it, it's a beautiful practice. It's, you can think of it as like a, a ritual because it's like you're you're praying at the altar, you know, before you go in like a savage. You know what I'm saying? It's like, bless <laughs> the dick. Bless the dick. Before you go in like a, like a savage. <laughs> bless the dick before you go in like wow. a savage. No wow. words to live by, people. I love that. I'm just saying. <laughs> bless the dick before you bless go in like a savage. You gotta bless your food before you eat it. You know what I mean. So it's the same with the dick before you go gobble gobble. You know, gawk gawk gawk. I mean, it makes total sense. It makes total sense. Okay, so so okay, so we're we've we're, we've worshipped the cock. We've honored it. We've gotten it hard. We've connected the heart center to the cock center. Can you give us some of your favorite, like a couple of tips and techniques? Because like, you, yes. you know, I'm sure there's some things I haven't thought of that you do also, like hand techniques, mouth techniques. Do you ever use toys? Like give us some of your favorites. So I'm happy that you said hand techniques because some people have this idea that hands shouldn't be used, that it should just be totally mouth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just mouth is cool. But this is the thing, your mouth is supposed to mimic a pussy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's warm, it's moist, and you want like your mouth to like close around it. So the vagina is a lumen, right? It has a, oh, it's a collapsed organ that has a lumen or a space. And so when things go inside, it expands. And then when things go out, it collapses again. So you want the mouth to like close around the dick, just like a pussy. So um, using your jaws, your lips, and your tongue in combination is how you do that. But everybody's tongue is not created equal or their lips. Like I have fuller lips and I have a fat ass tongue. So my tongue can hold a great amount of dick capacity. Okay. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not all tongues can do that. So, Are you saying you're a dick connoisseur? <laughs> I am a dick connoisseur. I'm going to... Claim that title. Yes, I have like, if I had a, a, a Girl Scouts like sash, it would have a badge as a dick connoisseur on there and the, the lingam, uh, ling, linguist and the throat yes. goat. So it'll have like three in the category of uh, dick sucking. Yeah, it would. Yes, yes. I can see it now. <laughs> a, ling- a linguist now. and a goat throat. I, I've never heard these before yes. and I'm fascinated. No, she's a lingam linguist. Lingam linguist. <laughs> I love it. Yes, I a lingam linguist. So knowing what your limits are, though, uh, as far as your mouth, because some people have like smaller mouths that aren't able to like open up. Because like if you're trying to suck a big ass dick like this, and you know you got a little mouth, like... <laughs> for, the, for those of you who can't oh, see, it's, she, it's she has this, this mold amazing. of her teacher's cock. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It is definitely more dick than I think I could handle, for sure. <laughs> I'm not going to say this is a standard, but this is a standard that I quite enjoy. And I, yeah, yeah th- this is a challenge that I like to accept. But um, <laughs> I would like that inside of my vaginal canal, but I would question my capabilities or how long I could last by keeping my mouth open because I have like a, a little bit of like a pain on my right jaw. Like mm. when I open it all the way up, it clicks and mm. it actually hurts for a little bit. I've had to have like, I don't know. I've actually mentioned it. Um, I mentioned it 
when it happens, so I don't have to endure it. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't have, like. I don't know if I could suck dick for like thirty minutes straight. Um, <laughs> maybe, but you know what I mean. Like it gets, it's too sore in the beginning. So, but that's great that you know that because again, you have to know your limitations. Like, what is your jaw doing? What are your yeah. lips able to do? How are your teeth shaped? Because even like with the teeth, sometimes mm-hmm. the teeth get in the way depending on you know, how big the dick is. And so if you know you have a small mouth, then you're going to use more so your lips and your tongue and your hands more so mm-hmm. than actually pulling the dick all the way in your mouth. So mm. you might not be able to deep throat. That's okay. But as long as you're using your mouth, then it still classifies as oral, you know? So and you using your you lips, like... so good that if you don't deep throat, it's okay. Yeah. No, it's totally okay. Like, just Uh because it's an option doesn't mean it's an option for you. So, again, it's going back to that whole middle ground of, okay, how can I still interact in this uh, within my boundaries? You know what I mean? So, you may have to overcompensate a little more with the hands than anything. But I will say, like, a a lot of men that I've spoken to about this, they always say, like, you know, so much focus is put on the head, but the shaft is left out. So this is mm. where the hand strokes come in now. Okay. How much hand you use is dependent on the size of the dick, because if he's like five inches and you have like big hands, then you're not going to maybe be able to use a full hand. It's maybe like a few fingers, you know, right. or, like, or like one hand, but it's just like the finger, um, the flatness of the fingers and not the palm. So it just really depends. Hey, Clitorati, we wanted to take a quick minute to share about our Patreon. You know, we absolutely love being able to create weekly episodes and continue to normalize our message of pleasure on earth. Our Patreon is a monthly subscription crowdfunding platform that allows us here at Clit Talk to have the flexibility to expand our message without having to worry about how it's going to financially impact us personally. We are committed to expanding and creating new and exciting things like live events and a safe VIP community so you can share and be heard in real time. So if Clit Talk makes a difference for you and you'd like to connect with us on a whole new behind the scenes level, please consider supporting our Patreon. Your support makes a huge difference for us so we can make a difference for you. But a few like lip things that you can do. So the lips have muscles in them on their own and... When the lips are strengthened through certain exercises, like if you do like the kissy face, that's an exercise. If you do um, like sucking air through your through your lips by pursing them, that's an exercise. Or um, doing a lip grab. So basically keeping your jaw still, but just like bringing your lips out. So then do like a grab and like roll them together, like the fleshy insides of your lips together. That Mm. is like a great exercise to like strengthen. And so then when you are like uh, performing on the dick, now you're like kissing it and you're just using your lips to like rub against it. Oh, like on the shaft. Right. The shaft, the head, just like everything. And so you're like lip grabbing. Like that. So grabbing with the lips and just like I like to call it a harmonica, like just just yeah. rubbing your lips up and down oh, the shaft. But got it. if you add in suction as well as you're doing this, then 
That's where the suck comes in. So if you're, if you're sucking air in as you're rubbing your lips across, then that creates like a different sensation. And then if you just pretend like you're actually kissing this and you're just using your lips, then that's like, it could be very satisfying, especially when you focus on the very sensitive parts. So the frenulum is on the underside where like the head splits into two. That's a very Mm -hmm. sensitive area for uncircumcised men. That's where the foreskin attaches. And Mm -hmm. for circumcised men, the foreskin has been removed right there. But it's also like a trauma spot. So for some men, it may be sensitive. For others, it may not feel like anything because that's where they have to like basically do the surgery to remove the foreskin. Mm -hmm. Um, So something to think about. But yeah, using your lips in that way and then your tongue. So being able to point your tongue and flatten your tongue is essential because if you learn how to point your tongue, then you can really direct like where you're applying stimulation. So the coronal ridge, which is the little rim around the head mm-hmm. of the penis, very scary. <laughs> yes, the mushroom cap, like <laughs> the thicker, the better. Um, but if you can use your tongue to like trace underneath or like the tip of your tongue to trace underneath it or even put your uh, your tongue inside of the meatus or the opening of the head, that can be really satisfying and stimulating as well. Mm-hmm. And then using the tip to just trace up and down the shaft and tickle the balls. Don't forget the balls, y'all. Like <laughs> the balls are so sensitive and amazing and you could be stimulating the balls with your lips and your tongue while you still stroke the shaft with one hand. Mm-hmm. And then for guys that are into it, you can take it a little further and go to the perineum or they call it like the gooch or the f- fleshy fun bridge. Fleshy fun bridge. <laughs> the fleshy wow. fun bridge. I've never that. heard that. I haven't <laughs> heard that one. That's my favorite one. Yes. So, you know, there's some options there, but, um, Flattening your tongue is great because if you flatten it, you can use it to uh, rub the head of the penis um, in the middle of your tongue, which then um, the texture Mm. from your taste buds feels like a different sensation on the head. But then um, if you can flatten your tongue and you create like a suction with it, you can create like this clicking noise that that feels stimulating, especially mm. like on the underside here. So it's kind of like. <laughs> How are right. your teeth She's not touching that? Though? She's I mean, so you're clicking your tongue either on the tip yeah. of the dick or like the bottom of the dick. Like, right. So it's kind of like, you know, ah. if, you, if you take your tongue and you place the tip of your tongue behind the top of your teeth and then you just bring the middle palate of your tongue up, but you keep your, your jaw still. That helps to like build that middle, that middle palate. So then when you go to do like this suction, it's, it's a lot easier to do. That's like an advanced technique. Holly suggests um, for anybody to get this book. It's amazing. It set my head game up. It was already good, but it stepped it up like out of this world. It's called um, Blow Him Away by by Marcy Michaels. And she's a speech therapist, but she uses all of the uh, exercises that she teaches her clients to like improve their speech and actually strengthening the different areas of the mouth 
to perform better oral sex. So she teaches you lip exercises and tongue exercises and jaw exercises as well to strengthen. And the mistake that a lot of people make when sucking dick is they use too much jaw. That's why they get like locked jaw. Yeah, that's Mm. what happens to me. I have no stamina. The jaw should really stay still and it's your jowls that really do the work. I think I got just some jaw issues because like right when I open my mouth, like right now, Mm-hmm. It already hurts. I mm. have to look into the fuck is that? <laughs> have you seen an ENT doctor for that? Like, yeah. yeah so it's... apparently, I don't have uh, any any TMJ issues. It's almost like I wonder you... if it's trauma. Mm. Do you feel tension in your jaw? Only when I open my mouth. Okay, you you might okay. I told I told you might be grinding your teeth that night, and also I'm. I told you. I use the mat like I was having jaw pressure, and I'm I shit you not. I've been using my Majesty vibrator as a jaw massager. Oh, and jaw. It's, no, it's made a huge difference because yeah. it must. It's like it's directly into all the tension. Like I don't have mm-hmm. jaw tension anymore because of my vibrator. It's like mm-hmm. if anybody who has a vibrator, the Majesty from Bush, or if you have a vibrator that looks like a Hitachi but like smaller, that really works for like jaw massages. Yeah, wand massages are great. Yeah. I, I'll say I had a similar issue to you and this is like a very dramatic example. Okay. Which is definitely my experience. I like at one point could not open my jaw and could barely chew on this side of my mouth, on the right side of my mouth. But it turned out that I had a tumor <laughs> in oh my, my sinus cavity that was like pushing on everything. And so I, I had to have surgery to have it removed. It wasn't cancerous, thank God. Um, but it was just like a mass that they still don't even understand what it was. And so that was causing my my jaw pain. And it oh. was like a mis it was misdiagnosed as TMJ. Mm. And it wasn't that at all. It was just like this thing pushing through the bone in my fucking face, pushing on my teeth and just causing my entire jaw to like be paralyzed. So it was like, but I'll tell you though, I'm a fucking trooper because I was still a fucking dick. Like, oh my God, that's so funny. Through the pain. Even a tumor tumor couldn't stop her, you guys. Couldn't (laughs) stop me. I was like, I'm still out here. But yeah, like knowing your limits is key. But strengthening the mouth is like a, an underrated skill set because like Katie said, mm-hmm. she's like, I don't have any stamina. And it's because like, you don't think that your mouth has muscles, but your tongue is the strongest muscle in the body because it's consistently exerting pressure in your mouth all day, every day, 24, 7, 365. And then mm-hmm. the lips are also muscles too. You got all kind of muscles in your face. So when you do those exercises, it helps you to build up the strength to have stamina. And also your breathing is key. Mm. Because if you're trying to breathe through your nose as you're sucking dick, you might choke or gag. (laughs) Breathing regulation is key. And also do not suck a dick on a full stomach. Um, Uh, Right. You oh, yeah. oh God! I, I I just like realized that we still haven't acknowledged that line from that song "WAP." You know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, I want to spit. I want to gulp. I want to gag. I want to choke. I want you to touch that little dingly thing and swing it in the back of my throat. Yeah. 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 Hello, dingly thing. Fuck yeah. Okay, wait. So yeah. speaking of the back of the throat, I, I gotta ask. 
can all women deep throat or is it like, is it physically possible for all women to deep throat? And how does one, I mean, I can deep throat. And I feel like, uh, I feel like it might have something to do with the fact that I am a singer because I'm constantly working out those muscles. So I know how to control mm-hmm. them. But yes. I'm wondering, is it physically possible for everybody to deep throat or is it just not possible for some people? It's honestly, for some people, it's not possible just because like, for instance, like Sugar is saying, opening her jaw, even just without mm-hmm. a dick being inside is not comfortable. So if there are impediments, like where you can't open your jaws wide enough or you don't really have a good control over your gag reflex, then no, um, it's just not something that's possible. Or if your mouth is very narrow and you're practicing mm-hmm. on a partner that has a big dick, like, no, it's not mm-hmm. going to be possible. So like I say, just because it's an option doesn't mean it's an option for you. And for those that are that have the capacity to accept dick in their throats <laughs> and they really want to like master it, it is a matter of controlling your breathing and controlling those muscles because all deep throating is, is massaging the dick, like basically the head of the dick with the muscles in the throat. And so being able to like close it down and also maneuver the dick to where it's not hitting your uvula. Um, If you're not okay with gagging or if you don't have a control over your gag reflex, it's like a major key. So I always say if you can tilt your head to where it straightens out the throat instead of it being that like straight, hard, like 90 degree, then the dick can go down a lot easier. And some dicks are more malleable than others. So uh, some things when they're hard, they still kind of have like a little softness to them so they can bend a little bit, which makes yeah. it easier for it to go down the throat. Other dicks are just really like really rigid, especially like on the sides. And so you have to get into certain positions in order for it to really work. So like hanging your head off the edge of the bed or being on your knees where you're you're facing up towards the dick or even like mm-hmm. lying on your side. And yeah. taking the dick in that way while he's lying down or maybe um, coming coming straight down on it, you're going to have that whole 90 degree thing going on. So just creating different angles to where it goes down a lot easier is major key. And then controlling your breath. Like when I go into deep throat, I take a deep breath through my nose and I hold my breath and I bring the dick to the back of my throat and I just do a few gawk, gawk, gawk. Now look, the gawk, gawk, gawk is a real thing because when you make the gawk sound, the back of your tongue literally hits the roof of your mouth and it closes everything down. So when you do the gawk, gawk, gawk sound on the dick, it literally strokes. So your throat will stroke. Mm. And so I'm holding my breath. I'm doing the whole gawk thing. And it takes practice to stay back there for a little while. So you can't think that you're just going to attempt deep throating the first time and be able to go for like a whole two minutes. Like, hell no. You know, you do in the spurts, like 10 seconds and then, you know, go at it again. And so it took time for me to even build up that um, desensitization, uh, so to speak, in my throat where... um. I'm not like gagging every few seconds Yeah, yeah. back there. So Can you throat gasm? Hell yeah, because the vagus nerve is there. And, you know, when you're when you're sucking, 
it can definitely stimulate and create orgasms because that vagus nerve goes right down into your perineum. So it goes into the pelvis. So um, you can uh, you can have an orgasm from deep throating. Yes, and I absolutely have. Like I impressive. Especially if you have like wow. a, a, a oral fixation and you just enjoy the feeling of things in your mouth, like you can have totally have orgasms. And I also like to incorporate moaning into it because moaning also stimulates mm. the vagus nerve and it feels like a vibrator mm-hmm. yep. while you are stimulating. And oh, wow. if you want to take it to the next level, if he's into it, you know, he could either wear like a vibrating cock ring or you can use like one of your uh, wand toys and you can just use it on the perineum like right underneath the balls or on the balls while you're sucking and that can be another sensation because if you use it on a perineum and you do like a little pressure it can also stimulate the prostate which is the male g-spot so um it can be a totally new sensation for him and just like spice up your head game um like like anything super extra but yeah deep throating I would say is one of those special skill sets that I don't think that anybody should place pressure on themselves in trying to master, especially if you know that your mouth and your throat has limitations. And if the size of the dick is a little bit too much for you to handle. Mm, Got it. Know your limitations. Like, and it's okay. It doesn't mean that you're any less of a lover just because you're like, my throat has does not have the capacity to do that. That actually makes you a, a more empowered lover because now you can think of other ways to still generate this stimulation um, without putting so much pressure on yourself to perform like a fucking porn star. You know what I mean? Right. You're like, I yeah. might not be able to deep throat well, you, but I will whisper like a motherfucker. <laughs> when I was younger, before I had any real like pleasure education, prior to doing this podcast, definitely <laughs> a couple years before doing this podcast, I was kind of traumatized from like letting guys fuck my throat. Yes. Uh, like yeah, that's yeah. a fucking problem. Like I didn't know what the mm-hmm. fuck to do. And it's like that, I think maybe I'm getting present to a lot of things. Maybe I've been carrying around dick sunking in this episode. Like I'm like, oh, maybe I actually was really freaked out from giving someone full control of fucking my throat. Because when you were talking about how you're in control of deep throating, my experience has been the exact opposite. That oh. in my throating, someone's fucking the fuck out of my throat. And it obviously is like... It is traumatizing. That's, that's traumatizing. Well, that, well with, we were like talking about porn though. Like it kind of looks like that. Like, oh, let me like move yep. my dick in your mouth, right? Like in a, yeah. it's not intentional. And then it's like, oh, oh hold on. Right, let me... Pull that out. I was going to, and um, just being so. I'm in a non-monogamous marriage, although it feels like monogamous lately with COVID. <laughs> um, and yeah, so um, I, I've I've definitely had like ex- where my husband will know, and we'll be in a play party setting, and he'll know like I'm trying to get out of the stick situation, whether it's mm-hmm. way too big, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, no fucking way, am I putting that thing in my mouth? You know, or like, <laughs> or he knows to like say something to a guy of like, just be gentle with her mouth. You know, like he's really good about that. We have like code signs in the past for it. Um, But nonetheless, yeah, I mean, is that a thing? (laughs) Yeah, it is a thing. Like be getting your throat fucked. And, but then like, you're talking about how you be in control of it, right? Like you're Mm -hmm. controlling the deep throat. Right. But what about the other side of that? And have you, do you experience that? And how do you then receive that? If they're supposed to be receiving, 
So now you're also having to be in a state of receiving, getting your throat fucked? So it definitely is a give and take. And when you are the person doing the giving, you're in control. That's where like really exercising your voice before going into it is so important. Like just letting them know, like, I got you. Let me take care of you. And then once you get into a good rhythm, right? It's just like meeting your partner stroke with a vaginal or anal penetration, right? It's the same with like throat fucking because throat fucking is a thing. But I think that where it becomes dangerous is when men think that that's what women like or that's what yeah. people like. Or that's and, what a blowjob entails. Like, right, no. It's just like, they just want to go straight to the depths of how far they can go without realizing like yeah. there are so many nuanced pleasures in experiencing the different depths of any orifice, you know what I mean? And so um, there has to be control and consent exercised because with just straight throat fucking, um, it can be quite bruising to the esophagus. Uh, That's definitely happened to me before. Um, And also like the excessive like head pushing, that all comes from like porn. So just really exercising your boundaries in the beginning and just being like, Hey, I need you to be gentle. And I also need you to allow me to take the lead in this first before we go into that. And sometimes like you can't speak when a dick is in your mouth. So body language, like pushing away or my favorite, the, the, the stop would be clenching down. We don't want me to, if you don't want me to bite your shit, don't fucking abuse my throat. You know, um, that's not okay. So there's also, there's also like, I, I will, if, if someone is going to fuck my mouth, I sort of make sure that my body position is in a position where I'm still in control. Yes. Like have them on their back and they can fuck me from their back. But if they're going too deep, I can back away. Like I'm still the one in control. I like, I like the face fuck position where, um, he's kind of like sitting on my chest and I have, pillows underneath mm-hmm. my head and so my arms are free to like hold his hips so then I could either stop him or I can also control like the depth of how far he's going so yeah. that angle feels a lot more pleasurable to my throat than other positions um so yeah you're right the angle and the positioning does matter and that takes some experimentation but yeah, like I've definitely had some traumatizing experiences where I've had sore throats or I had like an infection or whatever because of men being too rough back there. And it's like, I understand it feels good and you're excited and don't get so excited that you forget that I'm a person. Yeah. Like with feeling in my throat and I need my right. throat because I use my voice in my work. So yeah, a feel? throat cannot take a pounding the same way that a, like a pussy can. <laughs> and and no. some some can, depending on like the level of um, depending on how tempered your throat is, because some people who are, are used to that and they enjoy that rough housing, yeah. But it's just a very gross assumption to think that that's blanket across the board for everyone, just because you see it proliferated throughout porn. It's like. Yeah, check there has to be consent there for sure. There has Thank to be consent. I mean, consent. this episode's is, is is blowing my mind right now. No pun intended. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm having flashbacks of uncovered memories come up of getting mm-hmm. my throat fucked as an adolescent. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and in some of my more non-consensual sexual experiences um, mm-hmm. of being of being pinned down or that you're like talking about having somebody on your chest and immediately my my entire chest just like got red, almost like it felt like there was like a, a hive coming on mm. and my throat got locked up. And I literally had this fucking memory come up of someone like doing that to me. And I couldn't move because of the position they were in and they couldn't even fucking tell that I was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was traumatizing. Yep. That's why consent oh, yeah. is so necessary because yeah, this is no it, fucking joke. And connection, because if, and and I don't just let anybody do that because some people will just fucking lose it and forget that you're a person because they're so fixated right. on their own pleasure, right? So that consent yep. piece and that connection piece is is critical because in positions like that, like they are com- compacting your breathing and they have to be aware of your body cues because you can't speak, you know what I mean? Yeah. So everything is not meant to be used in every partner situation because yeah. if it's like a one-night stand type situation, you really don't know this person, um, maybe not the best thing to use, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Like, but I'm happy that that's coming up for you because that's really like showing you a place where you just need to like process that stuff yeah. and then mm-hmm. um, practice just like releasing it, you know what I mean? Like I was just thinking maybe having him next time we do oral sex, like before we have penetrative sex, Actually, I was thinking, what if I had him do that position on me where he's over my chest to help me move through whatever that is? Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe he can just gently do it. And and you you're know. in control and you get to, you know, give consent and you actually get to control the situation because you're with someone who you love and trust, who's very gentle with you. You know what I mean? And yeah. so going back into that same positioning, but then reclaiming yourself in that mm-hmm. and being rooted in the now, like, yes, that can be so powerful to just go back into that mm-hmm. and a space where you can control it and mm-hmm. you can just release that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll let you know how it goes. All right. <laughs> well, and I think that's a really, that's a really powerful place to, to kind of like leave this conversation. Consent is, necessary, you know, Absolutely. and, um, and I think that that's really important with anything that you're doing is to really set yourself up powerfully. And, um, we really appreciate you coming on today and giving us such a fantastic new context and some new things for us to try and some of your best tips. And I know that you have a whole masterclass on this, right? Yes, I do. So um, I taught a class last year that's going to be streaming on my blog come the spring, but I'm hosting a virtual retreat for singles and for couples. Um, Because I believe like just because you're single now doesn't mean you will always be single. And so when you do want to get into partnership, you want to have your skills set up and just like ready to go. So it's a spice it up virtual retreat. And that's going to be running from February 7th through the 11th. And oral sex, all things oral will be one of those days. It's going to be on analingus, cunnilingus, and fellatio. So you get to learn how to use your mouth on... uh, Three different areas of Amazing. the body. Yes. So That's great. That information awesome. is going to be up on my Instagram this week so people can start registering. And even if you miss the retreat, again, it's going to be um, a course on thepleasureacademy.com. So that way people can just like go there and passively access it and have access to that whole series for Perfect. life. 
So yeah. Perfect. Perfect. And then what is the best way for people to follow your Instagram and see all the amazing, inspirational, gorgeous photos that you post and the tips <laughs> that you give people? What, what's the best way for people to keep in touch with you? So you can follow me on Instagram at real Glamazon Tayomi. You can follow me on Twitter at Glamazon Tayomi. Check out my blog site, Glam Erotica 101.com and my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Glam Erotica 101. Look out for the pleasureacademy.com dropping next week. And definitely just like hit me up on social media because that's where I drop most of my announcements about classes and courses and also like one-on-one sessions as well. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. As always, thank you so, so much for coming and dropping your your nuggets of wisdom. I I know this episode made a huge difference for me. I'm going to go whisper some dick tonight. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make sure I'm not at a 90 degree angle because I think that's my biggest problem. There you yes. go. I think that's, been, that's been my thing too, Katie. We can talk about that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Taomi. And um, thank you to everyone listening. And to you, Clitorati, we're going to See you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Clit Talk. Be sure to visit clittalkshow.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at clittalkshow for your clit fix in between episodes.